get you some of that. How about that? Hey, my church. What is up, church family? So glad to have you guys today. Let's do this. Let's welcome all of our first-time guests and everybody watching live right now. So good to have you guys. If you're a guest today, let me give you a little why behind the what. I get a lot of whys um, when we have church the kind of way, way we do church. Um, so if you're new around here, we, we do things a little bit different. Uh, in fact, we've been gearing up for a big, exciting, uh, like two weeks from now, fall launch. We launch an incredible series that we're calling, um, uh, what, are we, what are we calling that series? Anybody know? Heartbreak. You guys have been listening. Awesome. Heartbreak Hotel. And so what we've been doing in this series that we're in right now called Team My Church is gearing up for launching an incredible fall and really connecting with people who are far from God. Let me just say, that might be you today. Maybe you are here today and maybe someone drugged you here, possibly kicking and screaming. And let me just say, it is our goal as a church to remove barriers. Two weeks ago, we talked about uh, being a great team. And we said one of the ways our church is at its best is when we remove barriers. Uh, and and we, we used a passage of Scripture that actually said that in the New Testament. It said, hey, a church, when it's really functioning the way Jesus wanted it to, ought to be removing barriers, barriers to belief. And so the way we do that is by doing things with excellence. Um, I mean, we just our band just killed it, right? I mean, they, those guys were awesome. I love it. I love it. I love these. I just love having a stack full stage. I love when they bring the energy and the hype, and I love that there's smoke in the house right now. I mean, really what we're trying to do with all the smoke, with all the lights, with it just feeling like a rock concert, with it being loud. By the way, I, I want it as loud as it can be, honestly. I want it to be so loud that, like, every neighborhood around can hear it. Uh, I, I want us to do things in such a way that when, when people walk, walk up or drive up and get on this campus, they see people pumped up, they see people parking cars who are excited, they come in and they're like, hey, this is not like uh, what I remember when I was a kid when I stopped going to church. No, we want them to remember this as like fun. Can church be fun, by the way? Anyone ever thought about that? Yeah. We want it to be the most enthusiastic, most exciting, most accepting place on the planet so that when people walk through the doors, they say, I may not instantly believe what they believe, but I'll come back because I see that they believe in what they believe. And if we've done a great job of, of parking cars and putting on a service and, and making you feel good about inviting a guest and guests, you feeling good about, man, they, they did all this for me? Yeah, we do all this so that you would say, I may not get all of what's going on. I may not believe all that they believe, but I'll come back because I can see that they're fired up about what they're doing. And so we're fired up. Two weeks from now, we'll launch a series called um, what again heartbreak hotel really i'm i just can't remember that this one and i'm and i'm acting as if i need you to help me say it but really i just can't remember it. so heartbreak hotel is a little honesty going into the message today uh heartbreak hotel and it's going to be all about relationships so if you know somebody who's in a relationship which would be all of us because you got a mom you got a dad you got a boyfriend you got some desire for maybe a love or a connection or a relationship because we're wired for relationships or you're in a marriage that's broken or you're in a marriage that just just need a little um, a little win in your sales killer series coming up so we, we've been stacking we've been stacking the deck meaning that over this last several weeks we've been we've been we've been priming the pump 
So in this series, we've been priming the pump, getting people connected. Two weeks ago, we had 60 people that said, I want to volunteer to serve somewhere so we can stack the deck on our parking team and our and our people who are holding the doors and people are doing the cafe and our band and our production so that when people show up, we're ready. And they walk away going, wow, and they want to come back. So let me just say this is to all of you this morning. If you're here and you're interested in getting connected, after today's service, in fact, it's been going on all day today, after all of our services, for five minutes, we're going to have like a quick how to get connected, get plugged in, so you can help serve somewhere and be on the team. All right? So if that's you today, you're thinking about, I like this church. It's pretty doggone cool. I'd like to be a part of that army, that force of people helping people find their way back to God through parking a car, running the cafe, or holding a door, or whatever. Or putting sprinklers on the roof this morning so we can get it cooler. How about that, huh? Anybody want to be on the sprinkler team? Just raise your hand right now. What's the rule of recruit right now? Sprinkler team, anybody? Anybody? All right, we'll work on that. All right, so, all right, so let's get fired up this morning. Let me tell you where we're going today. Today, we're saying that teams who pray together stay together. Ever heard that concept before, right? You've heard families who pray together stay together. I'm saying that every team, every person is on a team, right? Whether it's you and God, you and your best friend, you and your sports team, you and your social club, you and your school comrades, your workers, your employees, whatever. We're all a part of the team. And all teams function best when they're connected to God in prayer. So I don't always give message titles, but I've entitled this today, Pray Like a Champion. Now, let me just tell you this. I've not always been great at praying. In fact, I would still not say I'm like the world's best prayer, uh, just because I, I, I maybe maybe I have some um, some goofiness from my past. I, I, I think there were some circles when I was younger that I kind of thought, like, that's kind of weird. I kind of got wigged out and spooked out by some people spake praying, kind of like oddly and spooky. And I remember, I remember when I, I grew up in church, right? So I remember there was a day in an era where people would pray in circles, and they would do like this circle up thing, and they would they would make everybody hold hands. And I I always kind of had this. I don't I don't mind like shaking a guy's hand. I don't mind shaking and pulling in for like the man hug. But when there's a long extended period of holding a dude's hand. I don't think about praying. I just think about, I'm holding the dude's hand. I'm holding the dude's hand. I'm holding. Anybody like that? I mean, so I used to get pulled into these like, hey, let's all pray together. And I'd end up holding some dude's hand. And the, the rule was like, you'd squeeze the hand, and that meant it your turn to pray. So it'd be like someone on this corner, they'd pray, and it was all so beautiful and eloquent. And I kind of felt like, I don't know how to do that. And then the next person, they'd squeeze that person, and they, they would pray. And then just, when it would get to me, I would kind of just be like, uh-huh, uh-huh. And I'd pass it right on by, just right on by. And, or maybe, maybe, maybe you've done this, or maybe you've had kids, or maybe you were a kid, and someone prayed that old school prayer that says, Now I lay you down to sleep. I pray the Lord your soul to keep. And that just freaks me out. I mean, think about that. You're putting a little kid to bed. You're saying... Now I lay you down to sleep. It's like, uh, 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 right? I pray the soul. I pray for your soul that you could keep. Like, I mean, that's just that's just spooky, right? Like, like just kind of like weird, right? And so maybe maybe you're like me. Maybe you didn't grow up really grasping the whole concept of prayer. Maybe for you, prayer is just some faraway, distant thing. But I'm telling you this. I'm going to show you in Scripture today. If you can walk away 
which all of you will be able to today, walk away understanding the desire for this. And I'm going to put handlebars on this today. I'm going to be real practical. If you can walk away grasping your need for this, which I think God's going to, God's going to lay that on you. I'm going, to, I'm going to help you understand how to do this in such a way that it's going to be fun, that you're going to be equipped to do this, and it's going to be such a powerful tool in your, tool in your life to help you get connected closer to God and it'd be such a major benefit for you personally. All right, so let me give you our theme verse, and I'm going to rock on through this quickly today. First Thessalonians 5, 16, and 18 says this. And let me just do this. I'm going to start at the end of the verse and work backwards because I think it works really cool for us to think of it like this way. Especially if you're dyslexic, you'll really be right in with this, okay? So, so here's the end of the verse. For this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. So what's God's will? What's, let, let's just ask that question. Looking at this verse, what is God's will for us? Let's now start at the beginning. God's will is for us, for us to rejoice always, right? Doesn't mean we don't go through difficult times, but God's will and plan and hope for us that being connected to Him, we'll be able to rejoice even as we go through difficult times. That can be done. The closer you are to God, the more you're going to be able to rejoice. How? I think the second part of it is, is by praying continually. Praying continually. And giving thanks in all circumstances, that's God's will. Now, I want to give you in, in your notes today a few little tidbits that I want you to cling on to. Not cling on, like in Star Trek, but hang on to, all right? So here's the first one. If you've got your message notes, jot this down. I think prayer should be our first response, not our last resort. Let me say that again, because that could quickly go over our heads because it's so simple. Prayer should be our first resort. Our first response, not our last resort. And by that, I mean this. What if, just what if, every day when you woke up, you, you gave a quick prayer to God. God, I, I, I need you today. And what if before you're, you're, you went off to work or you went off to school, you gave just like, God, I'm getting ready to leave right now. God, would you just, would you just allow this day to be a day that I, I, I experience you, I know you. And then what if, what if like, you know, before a meal, breakfast, before lunch, before dinner, what, what if before your spouse goes away to work or your kids go away to work, you like before they walk out the door, whoa, wait up a second, hold up. And you just grabbed hold of them. Let me just pray for you real quick. And what if, like well, some of you guys are in business, what if before the business meeting, your assistant says, hey, so-and-so's here, they're, they're here ready for the meeting, and you're like, oh, wait a second, and you pause, and you pulled your team together, and you just said, Lord, we're about to walk into this meeting, we got to get this deal, we got, we got to make this deal today, God, would you just give us the wisdom uh, to know how to serve this, this, this team, and God, would you just help our product be, you know, illuminated so they would grasp why it's good, and God, just help us to make a boatload of money, in Jesus' name, amen, right, and so, and so they come in. And you're like, hey, we prayed. We're, 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 we're ready for this. And what if, I mean, just think about this. What if at every juncture, at every moment, as you lead into anything or exit anything, you just prayed? See, that, that, that to me would be helpful. Because I used to think people would say, you're unspiritual if you don't like sit down and put your head down and you pray without ceasing. I thought praying out without ceasing meant we never went to work. I thought it meant like just pray forever. You never went anywhere. You just kind of just became a hermit and just prayed. Well, I don't think that's the point of what God's saying here. I think God wants us to be rejoicing always, praying continuously, meaning like I think we should pray first. I think that should be our motto before anything we do, before the next thing that happens. I just think we pray first. Say that with me. Pray first. Pray first. Pray first. 
Luke 11:1 1 says this, one day Jesus was playing in a certain place. And when he finished, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray. Now, here's what's funny about that. Jesus is praying. The disciples are listening. One of them speaks up and says, hey, can you teach us how to do that? Had the disi- Let me ask you a question. The disciples were Jewish, right? Do you know that Jewish customs meant that they had prayed from the day they could speak? They were taught how to pray. So why is it that these Jewish men looked at Jesus and said, uh, I, I want that? Well, one, because he's Jesus, right? But these guys, their prayers, they weren't anything like Jesus' prayer. I mean, it was just ritual for these guys. They had, they had like no passion in what they were praying. They just had some stuff they were reciting. They were just reading some, some language down. There was nothing, pa- passion. There was nothing from their hearts. It was just some recited thing that they religiously did every day. And so I want us to go beyond maybe what you thought of prayer into what Jesus prayed. And I want to look at Jesus' prayer. Shortly after, you know, they asked, he told them, here's, here's, here's my model for prayer. And many of us, you recited this model. You've heard this verse. You've heard, many of you have heard this before. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to debunk, debunk a couple of thoughts on this. That this, this was never to be, the, the intention of this was never to be that you recited this. It was never just to be this recited verse. Now, you can, and that's fine, and it's good. But I think Jesus was giving us more of a model to pray. I mean, you think about all the commas in this verse and, and thought different, different thoughts in this. I think this was more of an outline of how you should pray rather than the words to speak. Let me show you. Matthew 8, or Matthew 6, 9 through 13 says this. Our Father in heaven. Some of you guys have heard this before. Hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. And then another new thought. Give us our debts as we have forgiven our debtors. Another new thought. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. And another thought. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. This, I applaud if you've memorized it. I've memorized it. We, we In fact, my, my son's uh, wrestling team that he was on, they pray this religiously and I think it's cool I think it's awesome I think it's cool to model like the outside world that maybe not believe in God yeah we're this is our, our team's kind of camped out on this thought but for you personally for you to go to a whole new level this was not meant for you just to read or recite with no passion in just a kind of religious kind of way so I want to break this down I want to show us what I believe Jesus intended in these little snippets seven things that I want to walk through very very quickly to show you how to have the most meaningful prayer you, prayer time you've ever had. All throughout the day, no big massive chunks unless God leads you to, but for you to leverage this, for you to just have this connection with God. All right, so the first is this. In your notes, you've got this in your notes. Break down this first part. Our Father in heaven, all right? This was meant, I believe, we see this all through Scripture, for us to connect with God relationally, right? To connect with God relationally because... The, the point of this, the point of prayer is is to be connected with God. You think about uh, any, any any dads in here? Raise your hand if you're dad. Raise your hand if you're mom. All right. Do you know what it feels like when one of your kids crawls up and sits on your lap? Like some of you guys have teenagers. That's probably not happening a whole lot right now. But when they were young, maybe you did. I mean, it was just like this, like, oh, my gosh, this is so awesome. My child needs me. My child wants to be with me. As a father, you just you just cherish that. Now, my kids don't call up on my lap any longer. They're all too big. I mean, they might on some rare occasions, maybe when they want something. 
But every now and then, like maybe once a week, they'll come sit next to us. And they'll just plop down next to us. Maybe Christy and I will be watching a TV show, or maybe we'll be studying something, or maybe I'll just be doing some work on the computer. And they'll plop down, and they'll say, what's up, Dad? And I'm trying to, I'm trying to tune into, like, okay, what, that's code for, like, let's hang out. And so, I mean, whatever child comes down and, and comes, comes up and they plop down, they say, what's up, Dad? I mean, all in that moment, I'm like, man, they want to connect. So I'm like, what's up with you? Oh, nothing. I just want to just say, hey. They just want to, they, they want to, they want to, they want, they're, 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 they're needing some relational connection, right? I can sense that. And so, I mean, in that moment, what is my response as a dad? Like, anything you want, right? I just had my child say, what's up, Dad? We're talking, we're hanging out. And all of a sudden, in my mind, there's nobody else around but that person, that child, because they're wanting to connect with me relationally. And I love it as a dad. So all of a sudden, it's like, Brewsters, you got it. I mean, whatever you want, whatever you need. I mean, right here, right now, me and you, we got it. It's, it's great. So I think that's what God's looking for. God, as Jesus is modeling this prayer, as the disciples are listening, listening he's saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, he's giving honor and glory and saying and building this idea of relationship, relationship, relationship. It's all about relationship. Let me prove that to you. In Romans 8, 15, it says, You have not received the spirit that makes you fearless slaves. Instead, when we become a Christ follower, we get God the Spirit in us that keeps us, doesn't allow us to be fearful slaves any, any longer. Instead, it says you've received God's Spirit when He adopted you. When God comes in you, it's like He's adopting you. He's, he's, he's all of a sudden making you His family. So you received God's Spirit when He adopted you as His own children. Now we can call Him what? Abba Father. So what God's wanting to have happen right out of the gate, he models this, is for us to connect with him relationally. The second thing is this. It says, hallowed be thy name. What, what does that mean? Well, I believe what God's saying here is, or Jesus is saying, he's modeling this, worship his name. Worship the name of God. Now, now here's what's cool. This is not just a phrase, but I think about his name. Have you ever thought about the names of God? thought about the names in the Bible of God. I mean, you look at, read God's Word, and there's all, there's a bunch of names for God. I mean, God's, God's a provider. That's a name for God. Who created provision? God did. It's His name. It's part of His name. It's part of who He is. God is, a, God is, He got a peace. Scripture says He's the Prince of Peace. So when we, when we use God's name, the name of Jesus, Jesus, you're a Redeemer. You're a Savior. You're, 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 you're my, you're my Shepherd. You're my friend. When you're using the name of God, there's power in that. There's power in a name. Let me explain it like this. When we have a two-story house, and when it's getting rowdy upstairs, I mean, we got some rowdy kids at times, right? One will be downstairs, and I'll say, hey, Ash, tell tell them, tell them the kids upstairs to, like, pipe down, chill out. I mean, they got a basketball goal up there. They're, like, dunking, like, in, the, in, our, in, our, in our loft, and it's, it's just crazy. We may have guests downstairs, and so... My daughter, Ash, will then yell upstairs, and she'll say, Hey, y'all be quiet up there. Well, guess what happens normally? Nothing. Nothing happens. Until I say, Ash, you tell them that Dad said be quiet. And so she'll say, Hey, you guys be quiet. Dad said so. And all of a sudden, you're like, It stops. And that's how it works at my house. When Dad says something, we do it. Right? Anybody raised like that? Right, right, because then all of a sudden, if you don't, you're like in trouble, right? So there's, there's power 
there's power in a name. When they use my name, there's power backing because dad said so. So the same thing when it comes to us, think about this, this is good stuff, right? Think about this, when you're praying in Jesus' name and you're saying, God, I'm reminded that you're my provider, that's who you are. God's going, yeah, I love it. You just crawled up in my lap. You just plopped down on the seat next to me. You're using the name of who I am and you're connecting yourself to me and connecting yourself to my name because my name is powerful. I am those things. And so that is, that, that's, 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 that's strong. That's what we need to do. Jesus is modeling this. The third thing, third phrase, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Now, what's all that about? Now, this is basically just this. Pray his agenda first. Now, in a relational setting, you don't show up uh, in your relationship and start out focused on yourself. You, you're supposed to first focus on the other person, right? Focus on others. So I'm married. My wife, Christy, we, we just, we're celebrating 23 years of marriage. We got to get away this last week, a uh, couple days at the beach, got to hang out. Yeah, come on. Yeah, come on. Love my baby. And But just imagine I me showing up and just always starting out like whenever, you know, we've been separated and I show up and like, hey, Great to see you today. And I just always am dumping all my agenda on her, dumping all my problems on her, dumping all my struggles on her. And like the focus is all on me and never on her. You got any friends like that? What do you want to do? Sometimes you just want to run. Like, ah, okay. The model Jesus was using here when you show up to God, God wants you to bring your junk to him. I mean, we're going to get to that. But at first, start with others. Start with his agenda first. Your kingdom come. Like, God, I want to be about what your kingdom work is first. God, I want to make sure your will is done on this earth. God, let me be a part of your will. And so it's showing up, praying his agenda first. Now, what's his agenda? Real simple. Others. That's, that's God's agenda. You think about it. God's agenda is people. So think about your prayer time. Don't just start out praying your needs. Pray for other folks. I mean, you might want to start thinking real broad. God, pray for pray for the world. It's kind of jacked up right now, by the way. I don't know if you notice this. There, there's, there's some messy stuff going on. There's, there's people, there's Christians being killed in droves these days. You look at our own, our own country. And I'll just be honest, our country's in peril right now. We, we, we live in a day and age where society is kind of not just kind of tracking downward morally and like forgetting God and seeing the loss of God in America. But I mean, it's just taking, it's taking a, a, a nosedive. And it's kind of a reminder for us that the role we play in society is we get to be a force for God. We get to be a force for, for letting people know we love them. We get to be a force to know that God's grace is awesome. We get to be a force of good in dark places. So think about this. God, I'm praying, for, I'm praying for America. I pray for our president. I pray for the next president. I pray for my city. I pray for our mayor. I pray for the superintendent of our school system. God, I pray for the police chief. God, I pray for my kids, teachers at school. God, I pray. Didn't you, didn't you, didn't you kind of start turning and maybe start circling around? God, I'm, God I pray for my friends. 
I pray for my neighbor. God, I pray, pray for my family. God, I pray for my pastor. I pray for my church. God, I pray for my daughter. I pray for my son's heart. God, I pray. You start bringing it in. You start others first. And you start zoning in by yourself in, in, in closer areas. Notice Matthew 6.33 says this. It explains this. But seek first his kingdom. And as you do, and if you do, and his righteousness will be added to you. And it says, and all these things will be given to you as well. What things? Whatever God wants to. But you won't see those things unless you're putting his kingdom first. So it's kind of like a little challenge there. God says, put my stuff first and see how I'll add everything else. How I'll take care of the rest. Focus on me, I'll take care of the rest. All right? Focus on others, and I'll give you the rest. Luke 12, 31 says, he will always give you all you need from day to day if you, if, the big words if, if you will make the kingdom of God your primary, primary concern. I mean, that's, that's as plain as it gets, right? If we will pray God's agenda, God says, I will always give you all you need from day to day if you'll make the kingdom of God your primary focus. Our prayer ought to be, I'm going to focus God on your agenda first. Then, then we get into our stuff. And it goes on to say this, give us this day our daily bread. That's, that's, that's when we turn the corner. That's now, now we can dump, now we can dump. Now we can blah. Now we can say, God, I am so bruised up. I am so hurt. I'm so broke. I'm such a loss. God, my finances are such a mess. God, I can't see hope in anything that, that, that's next. God, I, I, don't even, I don't even sense that you could make heads or tails out of where my life is going. This is when God says, this is the place, this is the point, after you've done these simple, fun little steps prior to, now you're ready. You're in close proximity to me. Now you and I are clicking together. Now let's, let's, let's talk about you. So this is, this is a fourth point. Depend on him for everything. God, give, give us this day my needs. God, meet my needs on this day, not tomorrow. God, give us this day our daily bread. Daily bread. Depend on him for everything. And I would say this. Pray for it even when you don't need it. I would say pray for it when you don't need it. Why? Because the point is not necessarily the need, but the bigger overarching point is Prayer connects you to God. And what was the first part of all this? Relationships. God wants to be in very close relationship with you. That's kind of mind-boggling if you just slow down long enough to think about it. That the God who controls the universe, who ultimately placed every person on this planet, literally wants to zero in and have a personal you get to know him, him get to know you relationship. That's what it is. So as you pray, God wants to bring you in close relationship with him, even through your own needs. Psalms 121, 1 and 2 says this, look up, look up to the mountains. Does my help come from there? My help says, really my help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. Now, when you first read this, it would look like, it would sound like the, 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 the David, the writer, is confused. I look up to the mountain. Does my help come from there? As if he's saying, no, it doesn't. And what, what we, we don't notice here is he's talking about the mountains of Israel, what, what was on the mountains of Israel. That's where the government seat was. In the mountains of Israel, he's saying, hey, does my help really come from Capitol Hill? No, not really. Where does my help come from? He looks beyond the mountains to heaven. He says, 
My help, my help comes from the Lord. My help comes from the Lord. We think we think we can rely on somebody else or someone else. My, no, no. My help, my help comes from the Lord. He's just he's just acknowledging who God is, how big He is, and what He can mean if we'll call on Him every day. The sixth one is this. The fifth one is this. Forgive us our debts as we forget our debt as we forgive our debtors. That is to say, number five, get your heart right with God and people. That's really what that that's what that says. Get your heart right with God and pe- and others. Get your heart with God. Get your heart right with others. Two places, God and people. Maybe you would pray, God, I'm kind of far from you right now. I've kind of been blowing it. God, would you help me get back on track? God, I'm sort of desensitized to sin. Would you help me to no longer be desensitized to the stuff I've been doing? God, I don't want to be distant from you. I want to be near you. God, help me get close to you. God, forgive me. Search out my heart. God, if you see anything that's just jacked up that I may not be recognizing, God, would you point that out? Have you ever prayed that before? There are times I've prayed that. God, I just feel like there's there's some disconnection with my, my kids and my wife or with you. And I don't know what it get what it is. And all of a sudden, I'm like, God's like, eh, there it is, right there. It's because your attitude. It's because your pride. And I will walk. There are times I will walk away from spending a little time in God's Word and praying to God that God God illuminates that to me. He shows me that at times. And all of a sudden, in that moment when I recognize it, the, the goal is to say, God, I repent. I'm sorry. Forgive me of that. The scripture says, as soon as you say I'm, I'm sorry, God says I've forgiven you. And so. Get your heart right with God and with others. And the same thing goes with other people. Lord, help me to forgive that person who's wounded you. Right? A lot of us. Right? Been, I mean, we're relationships all over the place. There are people that have let us down, and we've let down others. We've got brokenness all over our society with broken relationships. God wants to help us at least get to the place where we can forgive others. They may not forgive you, but you can you can get beyond it. You can forgive others. And maybe it's just for you to finally get to the place to say, God, help me with this. God, help me to forgive that person. I've been working on trying to forgive in advance. Right? I know, I know I'm going to go throughout my day and someone's going to hurt me. And I'm going to get it mad. At, I'm going to get it mad because I'm hurt by something. I, I'll forgive in advance. God, I'm about to go through my day and I know someone's going to hurt me. I know I'm going to read an email or someone's ticked off. or I've, They said I've said something or I really didn't. God, help me to forgive that person in advance. I'll, I'll forgive in advance knowing that I've got to drive I-185 all the way through Atlanta. Right? Lord, I'm going to get mad today. Someone's going to cut me off, and I'm going to want to, like, go road rage. God, will you help me be preemptive in what I know the temptation and difficulty agenda is going to be today? God, there's going to be a, a temptation today. There's going to be a difficulty today. There's going to be a place where I get wounded and I get mad that I get hurt. God, will you help me in advance? Prepare me for it. Ready me for it. That's the, that's the power of prayer. Number six, and lead and do not lead us into temptation, which God does not do. We see that all through Scripture. So number six, but, and, and, but, but deliver us. Do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. Number six is this. Engage in spiritual warfare. Yeah, warfare. Why? Because we're at battle. We're at battle against an enemy. Let's just call him what the Bible calls him. It calls him the devil, right? Sounds like a weird sci-fi movie, right? 
right? Kind of like that prayer we pray to the kids. Now lay me down to sleep. I pray the soul, right? Same, same situation here, but here's the deal. There is an enemy, and if you're not fighting against him, if you're not waging war in prayer against him, guess what? He's outworking you. And if he's outworking you, you're in a losing battle. And here's, here's the radical truth of this. There is an enemy who seeks to devour, seeks to crush, seeks to mess up all your relationships, seeks to strip men of their, of their, of their manhood, of, of, of progress in being strong and being a provider and being a protector and, and, and making men like weak and cowardly, right? It's happening. Making women, like causing women to feel like I can't live any other way but in fear. I'm so worried about what's next. See, our enemy's doing that. And if we're not praying with his activity that he's constantly going after us, if we're not praying and entering into a place where we're drawing in close proximity to God, then he's winning. If you're not praying, then he's beating you. So the way we wage war, the way we battle is by praying. Listen to this. If you think this is just some kind of sci-fi channel freaky stuff, let me just let me just read you the real deal here in Ephesians 6. It says this, for our struggle, our struggle, your struggle, whatever your struggle is, here's where it's from and where it's not from. Our struggle is not against flesh and blood. It's not against the person you're mad at. It's not against your wife, not against your spouse. It's not against the person who wounded you, who betrayed you, who made you mad. Your wrestle's not against flesh and blood, but against who? The rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in heavenly places. So we got to remember that. That's where our battle is coming from. Now, as these guys walk up on, on stage, I want to give you one more point, all right? This is it. Last part of this. Notice what Jesus does here. He starts out by saying, hallowed be thy name. He's, he's talking about his father, modeling that prayer. Notice how he ends. He ends almost in the very same way that he begins. He ends with this. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. He ends the same way. He says, then, then let's reflect back to God. We started with God. Let's reflect back to God by saying, God, it's all from you. Everything I have is from you, God. It's all for you, and it's all because of you. And so he ends on this note. Number seven, if you're taking notes. Number seven, express faith in God's ability. So as you're ending this all out, you're just reminding God, God, I get where it all comes from. God, I understand it's all from you. God, I understand it's all because of you. God, I understand that wherever I'm at, God, is totally dependent on you. If things are going great, God, wow, God, thank you. If things are going bad, God, I'm in this place, but I know I can still depend on you. You see, you always turn it back in the end to God. And Jesus modeled this. So I want to show you this. I want to, I want to show you two verses. It's in your notes. I don't, I don't know if it's listed out or not. But in your notes, th- these, are, these are two powerful prayers to end with. You might want to write these down. You might want to maybe memorize these. Or maybe just have them ready to go. So as you're praying, you're ending things out and you're saying this of God. You're saying, God, in Jeremiah 32, 17, Ah, sovereign Lord, you have made the heavens and the earth. And by your great power and outstretched arm, nothing is too hard for you. Wow, isn't that strong? That's, that's me being reminded of who God is. Who is God? He is all power. He is all knowledge. 
and he is all in love with me, God. So because of that, nothing is too hard for you. One of my favorites is Revelation 5.13. To him who sits on the throne and to the Lamb be praised. Talk about Jesus. And to the Lamb be praise and honor and glory and power forever and ever. Amen. See, here's the thing. You showed up today, but we've been praying for you today. I've been praying all week for this conversation. It's by prayer I believe God has you here today. And I believe God has you here today for you to walk away from here, take this set of notes, and practice prayer. Practice prayer. Does anybody in here not have a need or a struggle? Raise your hand. No needs, no struggles, no, no, no wants, no hopes. Anybody? No. We're human. And God wants to take human beings and connect them to Him. Why? Because He made us. He loves us. He cherishes us as children. He wants us to get to a place where we call on Him, Abba, Father, and give our hearts to Him because He wants to show off to us. He wants to show off through us and show off in us. So here's my hope. My hope as I end this morning is this. Two parts. I hope that you walk away today praying. Just praying. Start praying. And my second hope is today. I, I pray today that God would bring people who are not connected, who are far from God. Anybody feel far from God today? Anybody feel like, you know, I'm just, I'm disconnected to God. I'm far from God. I believe God has you here today for you to be connected to God. So I'm going to pray in just a moment, and I'm going to invite many of you to ask Jesus to be your leader and forgiver today. To submit your heart to Him. Say, God, I'm I'm going, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say yes to you today. And I'm going to give my heart to you. So we're going to pray. Let's pray. And, and let's do this. No one moving around just for a moment. No one moving around. Let's just, let's just have a moment with God. Just you and God just for a moment. Let me pray for us. God, I pray that we would be a church that prays. God, I pray that we would be a church that would recognize that the, that the God who created the world wants to be close to us. I pray that we would recognize that the God of the world who wants to be close to us wants to love us, wants to shower us with his grace. But God, when we're disconnected to you, we don't, we don't see that. We're not connected. We don't feel it. So I pray you would open people's hearts and minds to praying to you, to drawing near to you and being close to you. Lord, and I pray right now for the man, for the woman, for the boy, for the girl who came here today and they are far from you. Lord, I pray right now that they would simply pray to heaven, God, I am far from you. Would you draw me close to you by, by letting me receive what Jesus did for me on the cross? Let that be, let that, let that be the payment for, for my, my messiness and the junk that I've done, the sin I've committed, God. I pray that Jesus would bring me in close by, by saying yes to him right now. So right now I pray that you pray, Jesus, make me leader and forgiver of your life. God, save me. With every head bowed, every eye closed still, I want to pray one more prayer. And I want to pray that for every person who just said, Jesus, I want you to be my Savior today. So would you, if you want me to pray this last prayer for you, would you raise your hand? I, I make Jesus leader and forgiver of my life. Pray for me. I see, I see your hand. Yes, Pastor, I see it. All over. Yes, yes. I prayed that prayer. I prayed that prayer. I see it. I see it. God, in Jesus' name, because you said if we, if we, if we confess with our mouths 
we believe in our hearts that, that we would be saying, God, I praise you in this moment for the many people who just bowed the knee and made you Savior. I thank you, God, for using this church to help people find their way back to you, God. Leverage this church to help every man, every woman in this city to find you. God, would you be real to us as we call on your name and pray in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.